Welcome back to The Mining Pod. On today's show, we're joined by Chained Reaction. We recorded this interview back in actually early August. I don't think a lot has changed since then. And we had Alon Webman, the CEO and co-founder of Chain Reaction on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed today's conversation. Honestly, it came at a good time as we also know that Bitmain and MicroBT and Kanan are also launching all their new flagship series miners right now. Uh, so we sort of have a uh, impromptu ASIC hardware series going on right now. Of course, the last conversation was with Aradyne, now with Chain Reaction. And later this week, we're going to have Matt Kimmel and Charlie Spears on the show to talk about all the new ASICs that are coming out of MicroPT, Bitmain, and Kanan. So look forward to that episode coming up this weekend. Uh, if you guys are enjoying the show right now, please give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, that actually helps us out the most. So other miners or people interested in Bitcoin mining can find the show. Also, a little note, we launched a new YouTube channel, Blockspace Media. Go check that out, Blockspace Media. The Mining Pod is listed under there. I'll be putting in other content I make on that website as well. It's a new channel. I uh, really hope you guys would go and subscribe, like, comment on anything. helps other binders like yourselves find this information. Lastly, if you're enjoying this, check out our Substack. Uh, same thing. It's at the Mining Pod on Substack. Uh, you'll get these shows directly to your inbox whenever we publish. And we're going to put out uh, further content in the future as well, such as in-depth reviews on miners, things of that nature. Okay, let's get to the show. Did you know that you can make more money by merge mining other networks? Check out makemoremoneymining.com for information on BIPs 300 and 301, a proposal to bring more revenue to Bitcoin miners through sidechains and merge mining called drivechains. Increase your mining revenues and learn more about participating in Bitcoin governance by visiting makemoremoneymining.com. Are you a miner who wants to activate Bitcoin improvements? Check out activation.watch. See what Bitcoin improvements the Bitcoin community, developers, and miners are considering and show support by signaling for one of many BIPs up for consideration. Activation.watch. Filecoin's mission is to create a decentralized, efficient, and robust storage infrastructure for humanity's information. Join the Filecoin Foundation team October 3rd through 5th for Phil Vegas the first major Filecoin community event in North America in 2023 to explore how to adapt data storage for an AI-centric future. Participate in conversations and hear keynotes focus on the importance of data integrity in the world of artificial intelligence. Register to attend and learn more at phil-vegas.io and make sure to use promo code MININGPOD. Hey, Mining Pod, I'm Lee Bratcher, president of the Texas Blockchain Council. The Texas Blockchain Summit is now the North American Blockchain Summit. The same emphasis on policy, energy, and Bitcoin mining, but now expanded by working with our partners across the country. We've got great sponsors lined up like Riot, Marathon, GDA, CleanSpark, BitDeer, Lantium, Cormant, Compass, HTS, Crypto Power, Priority Power, Sonoda, and many more. Solidify your next deal or JV or just come for the networking on November 15th through 17th in Fort Worth, Texas, for the third annual North American Blockchain Summit. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Mining Pod. We are joined today by Elon Webin talking about Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction is a new Bitcoin miner coming onto the scene, working with a lot of different partners, including Epic Blockchain. Elon, welcome to the show. Thank you, Will. Last time we saw each other was at Bitcoin Miami. We had a great presentation there. Before we go into that, which we'll definitely get to during the conversation, we'll start off though with some professional background um, for yourself and then also how you uh, sort of brought this whole team together? So I've been in the semiconductor industry for almost 30 years. 
I started really by a coincidence when I was a student in one of the Israeli universities, the Technion, which is basically the, the local MIT. And I started to work in Intel. At that time, there wasn't, as a student, fourth semester, and I got overwhelmed by this industry. It was amazing for someone that didn't even have a technical background before that. I just did finish high school without any technical studies into the best at time semiconductor company. And as a student and then for a few years an engineer, I got exposed to the most exciting period of time in Israel when the team here started to work on their first uh, from a Greenfield processor, which was, was called at the time the multimedia processor of Intel, the MMX. And I, I, I was lucky enough to see the growth of Intel at that time, 400 people in Israel, now it's thousands. So kind of even the first uh, kind of a startup, because at that time Intel in Israel was kind of a startup just growing to become a, an important design house of Intel and the first one out of the US. And then I did my military service. I started pre my military service. It's nothing to, to write home about now here. Interesting in any, many other aspects, but not from the semiconductor industry. And exactly when I got released out of the army, I got a phone call from the guy that hired me in the job fair, managed me for, for a few years, he was my mentor, still is my mentor, and told me if I want to join the startup. And I, and I said, I'm not sure, you know, just finish, finishing my army service, I'm going to do my big tour. Israelis always go on a big tour, six months somewhere around the world. Start, they know when it started, don't know when it ends. And he told me, wait, wait a few years, join us. This is a guy I will follow all around the world. So I decided that it's going to be a good opportunity, uh, and I stepped in. And immediately from my army service into the office, back to semiconductor, it was that's I was one of the co-founder, lucky to be one of the co-founder of Melanox Technologies. And there, there my uh, career just moved on and on. I started as designer, managed project, managed full product line, including firmware and software, which already was hundreds of people. Then I did a, a short stop of a few years, did business development, focusing on all the hyperscalers, tier one hyperscaler, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, the equivalent at that time in China, China and in the Far East. Then I came back into the engineering. That was after 15 years in, in six, no, 17 years in Melanox and went to manage the whole ASIC team, four product clients, 700 people, even one chip design integration of a company. And, and I was exposed to all of the different technologies that you have in semiconductors. From custom designs, very important to our story, to digital design, very important for the second part of the story, the privacy part. And after 19 years, missing two weeks, I decided it's about time to leave and to move on. Tried to do some retirement, it wasn't very successful. Ideas already popped in Every other day, my second co-founder, Oren, just approached me. He was 
my study mate and flatmate in the university, kind of the stars aligned together. He was finishing his position in December. I finished my position in November. And suddenly in, in January, we start thinking what we're going to do together. And tried to do some retirement, went a lot to the gym. But then the momentum starts and you're dragged in and you see suddenly that you have a great idea. And, and the great idea is where we are today. That was 2018, 2019. And the whole story that we decided to do then is exactly what we are doing now, which for us is very strong confidence in, in our journey because we basically haven't changed anything. Maybe just a little bit at the beginning, we thought that zero knowledge proof would be more significant than homomorphic encryption, but the Bitcoin mining part never changed. Not when the Bitcoin was high, not when the Bitcoin was low. And the more we got in, the more we fell in love. And I have to say that, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of was a big change because it, when we started, to me, Bitcoin was a virus. And that's what I heard. And and I didn't know what blockchain is. It sounds to me like a black magic. And but when you when the doors are open and you see what the technology and how amazing it is, you cannot feel that something big is approaching and we want to be part of it. So that's basically it. And I always tell the story. We started from the privacy part. Guy left Mellanox, went to be a CTO in a blockchain company, blockchain as a service, asked my advice, I gave him advice, I told him, but I can't give you an advice whether it's going to be a good career move or not. I don't understand about blockchain. He taught us about blockchain. We saw that there's a huge opportunity, a scale network based on software, scale issues. It's like ringing a bell. We need hardware accelerator. So we started working on that. And the guy moved into that company. We started working with them. And there was another guy that worked with me in Mellanox then. And he told me, listen, blockchain is a service, acceleration, excellent, but that's a long, long road. Why don't you going to do Bitcoin mining? I said, what Bitcoin mining? It's very saturated. There's already companies out there. Why, why would you be a... Why can we be a newcomer? And told me, listen, he, he, he gave me a contact of a guy that was in a crypto media. The guy connected me to miners in East Europe. I flew two weeks after into Latvia, Lithuania, met the miners. They offered me a huge check of almost $30 million to do a seven nanometer device. I kindly refused. And came back and told Oren, listen, if someone gave me a check, didn't even know my resume, almost didn't know, gave me a, I was willing to give me a check like that, there's something big coming over. We should, we should take it seriously and we start exploring. And then we understood that we have to do this. We have to be that. And, and with the team that, I, that came after me from Mellanox, the one, the custom design one from the previous uh, conversation on my history, they are the ones that are doing this device. And you have to have the, this team. And those teams are scarce. They wanted to leave Melano. They came for me. They really didn't know what Bitcoin is. 
they saw that the technology is something that you give them challenge. And we took a huge challenge to be a seven nanometer device while our competition is doing five. Now, this is becoming a monologue. So no, that's maybe great. I'll stop for a second and see if you have a great pleasure. info. Let's go back to the Mellanox part for a little bit because I think that's uh, pretty interesting to the audience. Uh, your co founder at that company, and then it was eventually purchased by NVIDIA. Tell me a little bit about uh, the processes that you guys built out within that company and how that translates to Chain Reaction. And then also a little bit about just like the journey there being purchased by NVIDIA right now. I and mean, sounds pretty good for anyone who sat in that seat and NVIDIA is just doing so well. So curious to hear more about that. Let's start a little bit about the history. The Melox was founded in 1999, but already was a public company in 2007. And the acquisition was in 20... I think it was completed in 2020 or 2019. So many, many years after the company was public. And we'll have to go over that. If I recall and said that Intel was the creator of a semiconductor industry across the world and certainly in Israel, Mellanox was one of the best semiconductor academies to anyone that came on board the company. And we built everything from scratch based on the experience of people that came from Intel and other companies in the industry here, but it was still a very small industry. The collective of people in Mellanox was very unique. People that had a lot of experience from Intel, from, from other semiconductor companies. And we built everything from the ground, but the right way. In order to do a chip design that works, a chip that works, you have to have amazing methodologies. You have to understand how you bring a product into first time success for high volume manufacturing. At least that was the DNA that we brought in. You have to understand what is your secret sauce. So, so Mellanox built up a very unique methodologies of doing design correct first time, building teams of both design and verification that at least 30% of them were students and another 30% was young engineers, build an engine to educate them and build all of the important parts like custom design that was very unique to a company like in the size of Maranox. Now, step in 20 years after, we brought people that did it once and we built an improved way Maranox, at least from the infrastructure and technology in general. Love it. So I want to ask Paul up here. You mentioned like ZK acceleration and some other things as well that you guys were looking at. And then you eventually pivoted more towards Bitcoin mining. How do you look back on those decisions now uh, that you guys have created like an entire form factor and created your own Bitcoin miner? How do you look back on like that, that product change, knowing that like ZK rollups are a thing now and there's been a lot of money funneling into the zero knowledge space and, and other spaces and privacy as well? What very unique about Bitcoin mining versus doing ZKP or fully homomorphic encryption or any kind of acceleration or company, semiconductor company that aims into the cloud is it's a much longer journey. In order to be a, a vendor for a cloud provider, you have to design it, you have to test it, qualify it, then to get to deployment. And I did it in five seconds, but in reality, it takes you many years. 
And therefore, the company takes a while until you get into significant revenues. When you get there, it's fireworks. It it's, it's, will justify any capital invested. Bitcoin mining is a unique opportunity of having a product that if you do it right, and you build it first time successful volume manufacturing, you step into a market that you can compete with the biggest players. And that's exactly uh, why we thought this is an amazing opportunity for us. Gotcha. Um, and, and that's the reality. First product, first system, market that, you know, when I tell investors or, you know, just friends that hear in what we're doing, the numbers are just, <laughs> I don't want to say overwhelming, they're, they're ludicrous. And that's the reason we said it was the opportunity. This is the best, maybe one of the best industries to, to be yeah. for a semiconductor startup. Now, going back 20, 20 plus years back, Mellanox had the same kind of opportunity. High-performance computing and mining have a similar business model. Direct sell, expertise that you have to have in order to create the ASIC, but relatively yeah. simple to, to other kind of devices. Software is an enabler. A lot of semiconductor companies are struggles in the adoption because of the software part versus the, the semiconductor part. And, and another thing that we loved about this industry and people don't are not aware of that. I'm I'm sure that your listeners are aware of that. I'm sure that you are. But it mm. drives innovation. Mm. First, the the complexity and the innovation in the semiconductor in the chip itself, in order to bring this performance and efficiency. You know, I've seen I've seen a few chips in my life. You know, I didn't say t- track record, but I did 30 tape outs. My team really worked hard in order to get there. Especially we took the challenge to do it at seven versus others that are doing it in five and four. And so we had to bring a superior design in order to be good, uh, as good and better than the, the existing solution. So innovation on the power, efficiency, and performance. Innovation from every aspect of renewable as an industry. Innovation from the energy efficiency, the, the, the fact that you have real immersion cooling, probably the first one that will go in scale, and everything goes in scale immediately. Immersion cooling, a year ago, we, were, we weren't sure where this is going to be just a buzzword. Today, it scales. Other industries will take them a few years. So because of the size of the market, because of the opportunity that comes in hand in very close, and the fact that the competition is strong, innovation is required in every, every aspect. Innovation for the AC companies, for the system companies, for the miners. And also the fact that you start seeing also energy companies that are using Bitcoin mining as hedging for the futuristic sales of electricity even makes the market more substantial 
and even gives a little bit more of the Satoshi kind of vision of Bitcoin becoming a monetary tool. Did you know that you can make more money by merge mining other networks? Check out makemoremoneymining.com for information on BIPs 300 and 301, a proposal to bring more revenue to Bitcoin miners through sidechains and merge mining called DriveChains. Increase your mining revenues and learn more about participating in Bitcoin governance by visiting makemoremoneymining.com. Are you a miner who wants to activate Bitcoin improvements? Check out activation.watch. See what Bitcoin improvements the Bitcoin community, developers, and miners are considering and show support by signaling for one of many BIPs up for consideration. Activation.watch. Filecoin's mission is to create a decentralized, efficient, and robust storage infrastructure for humanity's information. Join the Filecoin Foundation team October 3rd through 5th for Phil Vegas the first major Filecoin community event in North America in 2023 to explore how to adapt data storage for an AI-centric future. Participate in conversations and hear keynotes focus on the importance of data integrity in the world of artificial intelligence. Register to attend and learn more at phil-vegas.io and make sure to use promo code MININGPOD. Hey, MININGPOD, I'm Lee Bratcher, president of the Texas Blockchain Council. The Texas Blockchain Summit is now the North American Blockchain Summit. The same emphasis on policy, energy, and Bitcoin mining, but now expanded by working with our partners across the country. We've got great sponsors lined up like Riot, Marathon, GDA, CleanSpark, Bitdeer, Lantium, Cormant, Compass, HTS, Crypto Power, Priority Power, Sonoda, and many more. Solidify your next deal or JV or just come for the networking on November 15th through 17th in Fort Worth, Texas for the third annual North American Blockchain Summit. We'll see you there. Are you a retail or institutional investor interested in Bitcoin mining companies? The Miner Mag brings you free data and analysis from all major NASDAQ-listed Bitcoin mining operations to know who stands out. Check out visualized metrics and data-dependent stories at theminermag.com. Really interesting point talking about like the acceleration, the ZK stuff versus like the Bitcoin mining models here for from a business perspective. So appreciate that note. Wanted to go on to the product you guys are bringing to market right now, your Electra Miner and the partnership with Epic. Tell me a little bit about like the product you guys are bringing to market right now. It's it's efficiency, it's power. I don't know if you guys have a price point out there yet. And then also like the components that you guys are building into this, including like the custom form factor, the hash boards, the control boards, the APIs you guys have built into the back of this machine. So we'll start, we'll start from the from the basics. We do. We are building the ASIC, and the ASIC is the core technology. But on top of that, we're doing the hashing board and the systems. And first, you have to compete in the market that you are. So we have the standard solution, competing with exactly with the other solution out there, uh, where our uh, efficiency and performance, even though, as I said, we are in seven nanometers, as good as the best one in the market and better. Price point, let, let's put it aside, but let's let's look at that this way. We want to be a competitor, so you have to compete on the price point, and therefore you have to have a design that has power, power performance, and cost. Regular semiconductor play, but even more. By the way, in the past it was power, performance, cost, and capacity. And so capacity is also a factor because if you, you want to sell in hundreds of millions of dollars, you have to supply significant amount of ASICs and very significant amount of system. So to the market, we bring everything that the customer would like. If they want to buy ASICs, we'll sell the ASIC and support them. 
They want to buy a hashing board either for the system of the, the immersion cooling, immersion cooling ready version. We'll support them. We'll bring them. They want to buy a regular shoebox system. We'll bring them. They have a great idea. They want a different form factor that will fit the data center. We'll work with them in that because we want our customers to win. And we want the customers to win with our machines, with our ASICs, with our Astrium board. And at the moment that you have the efficient ASICs, all of the, all of it is just play. The hashing board should be good enough to reflect this efficiency and performance. The system goes the same. And then we are in the market for three, four years. We had a lot of discussions with customers. There's also many features that we bring into the table that when the customer said, said, this is exactly what we want. How do you know that? We know that because we have been discussing with you guys all along the time. And, and for my business model, the way I learned, we work for the customers. <laughs> we work for you guys to be the best one. Then you, you'll come over back and back and buy our solution. Not because it's not better than others, because it's better. But it's been the, the extra uh, cherry on top of the cream. That's a, a nice thing to hear from miners, just to let you know, because <laughs> I, can, I can tell you from like experience with Bitmain and MicroBT and others that a lot of times they're, they have such great demand that the thing they're not thinking about is necessarily the customer in these instances are just putting out the machine with its required specifications. And so you get into these instances where you have a lot of dead on arrival units, you have a high failure rate, you have components you can't get forever, you have to go through different suppliers. I mean, just the, the amount of fake parts that are on the open market because there aren't enough available out there, it's not clearly delineated, is, is, is quite an issue. Tell me a little bit about the par partnership with Epic. I know that you guys enjoy working with that company as well. We had them on the podcast, I believe, back in uh, May. And that was a great podcast for anyone who's listening. Definitely go check that out. To me, it seems like you guys and Epic and maybe a few others are sort of like this new wave of ASICs coming into the market that are really starting to set a threshold for quality. And then also being able to work in different adverse uh, scenarios. So high heat or uh, very uh, deep cold um, temperatures. Curious for your thoughts on that and curious about the partnership with Epic. I have to say something about myself and, and that goes a little bit beyond the fact that the moment I act as a chief executive officer, CEO, but at my heart, I'm an engineer. Uh, you know, I think that if you would have come and seen me in a business discussion versus seeing me in, in, a, in a technical discussion, you'll see a different person. One, I'm trying to be moderate and responsible. And the other one, you see the passion of engineering. That's what comes also from the work with, with Epic. They are first and foremost passionate engineers that loves to create technologies and to understand and to work. And the bond with them started immediately from there. The engineering part. The moment you connect on the engineering level, you sit in one room and you can do a whiteboarding and say, this is going to be the solution. You're going to do this. We're going to do that. You want this. We will support it. Oh, this one we can do now. This one we'll do in the next ASIC. Then you go out of the room, eat lunch or dinner, and, and you start by friendship. Friendship, partnership, 
that comes from the basic engineer. And the, the, the team is great. Epic has a very strong team and engineers and, and love to work together. And I think that they, I hope and believe that they look at us in the same manner. That's way before business, but we do business. We believe that our solution is great. I think that we, we think that and would like others to design for our ASIC. Epic can do that. They can do a control board. They can do the hashing board. They can bring some of their uh, IP and, and expertise. They are very familiar with the market. Why wouldn't we be a, an amazing a partnership with the two, these two companies? We, we, we start from the basics. We are in teams that are doing hardware and, and both brings a lot of expertise for the market. So that's where it comes. And then Epic is familiar. People, miners want to go down the food chain and start building their own system. They need help. It's not easy to design to someone ASIC. They need expertise. Sometimes they can uh, buy, build their own system and get the hashing board. Sometimes they want to have the system and then gradually increase their capabilities and find a different model to, in order to buy the ASIC. We want to support it. I want everyone that would like to design to the ASIC to have the right solution. If it's standardized or not standardized, as I said, coming back, I'm, I'm, maybe I look young, but I'm really old school and traditional. This is the way I learned. This is how I was educated. Start from engineering, work with the team, build the best solution. It's a win-win for both teams. I love it. And I want to go back to a little bit of a question I asked earlier and just get some more thoughts on it. Tell me about the process of building your guys' product in-house. How long did it take? How many iterations did you guys have to go through? Tell me about like some of the constraints that you guys faced and how it compared also to the products that you've built in the past, well, whether that be at past companies you've been at or uh, at Chain Reaction itself? So first first thing, you know, I, I have to mention, I, I talked about engineering, but there's an important part in the company that is necessary, two important parts, but I'll start with the first one, is having the right supply chain and the right partners from Foundry and Fab. And the fact that we are able to work so tightly with TSMC is a key for us and is a key for every company that wants to be a tier one semiconductor company. And believe me, that's what we are planning to do. And the team that I have led by Richard that worked 21 years in TSMC was an executive. I met him in my past history in Melnox and we connected then, but when he decided to retire from TSMC, I didn't even give him the, 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 the option to think of retirement. Immediately brought him to Israel, to Israel, met the team. He knew the team from the past. He knew how good the team is, and we brought him in. And he brought the, all the connection to the TSMC but, uh, and all the supply chain in Taiwan. And, and Chain Reaction is not an Israeli company. Chain Reaction is an Israeli American, Taiwanese company. We look at that, and that's how you do a tier one semiconductor company. So we have supply chain led by a very strong team that are, some of them are Taiwanese, Taiwanese in, in US. We have a team also next to the OSET and founding in Taiwan. And if you want to create the best ASIC for Bitcoin, you have to work 
very strongly to the team in Taiwan and not the business team, the technical team. And, and we have that. And, 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 and it's amazing to be a startup company that has that kind of connection. And the second part is we didn't even mention the sales team, but the sales team need to you know, understand the market and tell us what we need to do in order to win it. Because companies built on engineering, but successful companies are led by the business. So before we go into stepping into the ASIC and how we do it and what we bring the expertise, you have to build the right infrastructure for a company led by business case, and then bring the engineering to, to there. And you ask about iteration. We came from a DNA first-time success for high-volume manufacturing. When you start doing this device, uh, we bring a background of doing it for success, first-time success. It's a time to market the vertical business. You have to be, you, you don't have time to iteration. And so you have to build your methodologies for success. And that's what I bought from Eranox. That's the DNA that all of us grew in. Sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes you need to check more. Sometimes you think that your team is delaying because they don't want to really commit on the tape out because it's a hell of a commitment. You know, to send the, the, after many years, to press the button and, and to send it to manufacturing, that's a hell of a day. You know, you, you can't wait for it and you fear it. And, but we build methodologies and tools to assess and to understand exactly what we are taping out. And obviously, with the targets that we put in order to be the first, first one in the market. And the, the team invested in building the tools around the design because this is custom design. The tools are not available. There's a lot of innovation in the tool, not just in the, in the design itself. So at least half of the time was building the tools to make sure that you have the power efficiency, you have the performance, you have everything. And, and I'm stepping four years, then you tape out. Then you have to build your system. Then you have to build a system that the customers can access. You have to do the interfaces. You have to user-friendly interfaces. You have to, it has to look good. It has to, to have the right feature. You want to see every ASIC. You want to see every hashing board. You want to see if there's a defected fan. You want everything to be visual and also can be worked at scale of 10,000 machine. Then that's where the software team is. I told enablers, but not just enablers. They want to make the, that a friendly environment for someone to use. So, so ASIC, a lot of methodologies, and then system has to be a very good system because it has to leverage what you bring from the ASIC, and software has to be software that customer can work on the ASIC level, on the hashing board, on the system, and in the data center. 
Tell me a little bit about the seven nanometer design versus the other designs you could have gone for. We've seen a lot of people make a big deal about having like the smallest node size for a Bitcoin miner. And we even had recently the announcement with Samsung that Samsung and MicroBT are bringing together as they have for years. But Samsung has given MicroBT access to its three nanometer chip for its uh, M56 series. How do you guys think about size does it matter to you guys and how do you guys think about the engineering perspective it matters if a more advanced node the same design has better performance it's a smaller size ASIC in in the same wafer so the same design on 7 versus 5 in 5 you have more terahash per wafer because you have more ASICs that does the same performance and, and power, even better. So choosing a seven is a, it's a challenging one, as I said. There, there's there's advantage of going to a previous node. It's more mature. It has more capacity. But you have to have a better design because someone is doing five, he gets another 20% or 15% better performance with the same design. So the team took the challenge, and, and that's why it, we had to make the design even more efficient than the competition. So our seven will be as good as others at five, four. We, we will have access to all of the process. But another advantage, if you already did it in seven, then when they move to three, we will move to five or three, and our design at five will be as good and better as their three. And if you step into three, Suddenly, our design should be much better. So it's a, the moment you already did this, you have a huge advantage. Because we can step two more nodes, two more generation, while they have only one node to step. And the next one, two nanometer, new technology, new transistor, far away, and they'll be dependent on, on the fab ability to bring the, the new process into manufacturing when we will have another one node to jump in. And that gives us an advantage. But the challenge is bigger. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to say that my team took the challenge and, and was able to do it. Awesome. Thanks for that background. Yeah, we, we definitely talked about that on the interview with with Epic as well. I want to go into the breaking into the Bitcoin mining scene as a newer company, especially into the hardware market. So for those who are unfamiliar, Bitmain makes up probably around 70% of the hardware sales market for Bitcoin mining and is followed by MicroBT is around like 15%. And there's a few others in there as well, like Kane and their Avalon series and some smaller players. It's difficult to move into this market because oftentimes people who are going to make large purchase orders for machines sort of have chicken and egg problem. Right? They, want, they want to see if the machine works. They want to see that they can manage it at scale, but they don't want to commit capital to it. But they also know that they don't necessarily like that the, op- the options they have on the table are the options they want. So from a business perspective, I'm curious to hear about your guys' interactions working with other miners, how it's gone, how you've gone about introducing your units to different miners out there and telling them, hey, you have like, it's another option on the table that might even be better than what you're currently using. So there's two aspects for that. First, how do you step into the regular market of selling 
uh, a system. And, it, and, and, and you already mentioned that. First, they need to recognize the fact that you're there. And they've been working for that for a few years. Second, you have to listen to what they want so your first product will fit from the customer's requirement and more. Sometimes you surprise them with a feature that they didn't think that they'll get and, and, and you bring it over. It's not a question that they'll want to get our system, test it, and to feel comfortable. Few samples, maybe a hundred at the data center. We are also building our own sizable data center to check scale. So some of the customers will not have to do it by themselves. They'll be able to look at our system and, and look at our container that will have a, a numerous machine. And so the, the, the best way is coming back to the same, to the same kind of uh, method. You work with the customers, you listen to their needs, you, you build the plan based on their needs and their ability to deploy and their ability to, to feel the, the confidence in, in our solution and to work with them to get there. And I think every miner has a different approach. Some of them are more would like to jump in faster. And that's on the, on the system level. And yeah, here there's great competition. But great competition being innovation, great competition builds good companies. Great competition means that there's a market. You don't want to step into a market with no competition because maybe you're the only crazy one. So Bitman and MicroBT have already proven that this market is huge. And we just need to prove that we can take a share of it. And taking 10% of uh, the whole market for a startup company, it's, it's already numbers that you can't even dream about when you were just founding the company, founding the, founding the company. So, and then we got into the fact that we are willing and working with the companies to sell hashing board and ASICs and supporting them, bringing another aspect to the market, working with them to understand their needs and to assure that if they need it in the next ASIC, they'll have something new, something that the ability, the fact that we can go into the ASIC and that's our own ASIC, we can always bring more and more innovation take from the system into the ASIC or bring something new. And all of it is with a lot of discussion and, a lot, and collaboration and having a true understanding of the, the other side, the customers. And the customer should, is always right. And therefore, we, we work with them and, and find the path that they'll get everything that they need and, and build a timeline for that. Hopefully, have everything in this product. We work very hard in order to have all of this in, but if some of it will be left to the next one, we want to build partnership. Seven nanometer, then we have a five, a three, and we will be able to increase more of the feature and, and make sure that our market fit to the customer, not the market fit to the market, will be the best one for each one of them. And, and I think that works. I think that you see that the minor are overwhelmed from this approach. Now, I came from an industry. I used to go to the cloud provider. They are used to it. Here, this is like a new approach. Wow, we didn't think that, that there is a vendor that can 
and would like or would do something like this, listen to us, we, we listen. We would like to listen. We want them to understand that the other side want them to be the, the, the best one. And for that, we need to work with them. Love it. Yeah, I definitely uh, echo that in a, a lot of different ways. Curious what you guys are looking forward to next over the next six to 12 months. What are some things that Chain Reaction is looking forward towards, whether that be making more connections with other miners, selling more units, new products you guys are cooking up in-house? Uh, but yeah, just as we close out here, what, what are the things that you guys are looking towards next? I think hiring you because you already <laughs> said everything. We want to be in high volume. We want to be new features into the market. We want to to have a new generation, and apparently we want Will to join the company as our. It's part of the moving forward and taking the taking the market. And yeah, to take a share of the market at the end, we would like to take a significant share of the market and to lead. We want to be a leading com- company, and we want that to be the first step in becoming. Tier one semiconductor company, uh, and and we're still a little bit. For, it's a little mm-hmm. bit further down the road, but I think that 2024 would be a great year. I mean, 2023 is already a great year, but 2024 will be a great year uh, in the right direction to be there. And for that, we need to manufacture. We need to bring more features. We need to bring a new product. And we need to have satisfied customers 